Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to continue our coverage of Meet the Class as we talk about the Titans 2021 NFL Draft Class. And today we are discussing Louisville wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick. D, I'm excited to get your take on a guy that they're adding to this wide receiver unit. I'll tell you what, it's a lot more fun to talk about this week than it was last week because Des has a new guy to learn from and a guy that he can develop under when you are looking at the addition of Julio Jones. But we'll get into what Des Fitzpatrick brings to this team and much more. But before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I need to get over there and check out the futures. I, I got to find out what the Titans' uh, Super Bowl odds are now. I'm sure I'm not going to get as good of a deal as I did last week. There's just so much more. I need to see what the Titans-Cardinals game line has, ha- has moved. I know we got a ways to go, but you can check that out on Bet Online to see where that line has moved with the addition that the Titans received this past week in a trade with the Falcons and adding Julio Jones. But D, before talking about that, man, how you doing? How was your weekend? Davey, my weekend was great. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, some sad news came out yesterday. I I found out that Jim Fossil, who was a great coach in this league for a long time, passed away yesterday. Our listeners, if you don't know who Coach Fossil I uh, was, he was a really, a really nice man. He was a, I competed against him a, a lot of years when I played for the Titans and the Broncos. He was a really, really great coach. He was a former offensive coordinator for the Broncos. And, and, uh, so the NFL lost a good one yesterday. So condolences to his family. 
as well as to the National Football League. Because when you lose a coach like that, uh, it, it, it really hurts, man, because you, you feel connected to the players and the people that have coached this game. So, you know, Coach Foss, a great coach, great man, and, and may rest in peace, man. Well said, D. And yes, very sad news. His son was coaching for the Rams there for a while. Is, is, he, yeah. is he now in Dallas? I'm not sure. I, I just uh, was reading about uh, Coach Fossil. It, it, you know, just uh, real tough because, you know, you when you compete against players and you compete against coaches, you develop a relationship, you know, with those people, believe it or not. And there, it's just, you know, you feel like a connection. It's like going against Coach Vermeil, you know. You know, for nine years in the league, I just went against him. I remember we met down at the combines and we didn't have <laughs> the best conversation. And when I walked away, I was kind of like, well, why in the world would you uh, bring me in the room for you to just tell me that I'm this and not any good? And so I always kind of play with a chip on my shoulder when I competed against when he was with the Rams and when he was with Kansas City. It's like I, I had an extra gear, you know, like I wanted to beat him. I wanted to just basically just, you know, I wanted to go in there and just show him you're wrong. And, you know, we develop a respect for one another because he's a great coach. And when you have a chance to compete against coaches, because that's what you compete against too, as players, you know, we go against each other. You know, you, it's just, it's, you develop keen sense of respect for one another. And, uh, so it's just, it's hard, you know, it's really tough. But, you know, again, I mean, we just we lost a good one, you know, and just wish the best for his family. It's very well said. Deep. I'm just going to go ahead and transition as we continue our coverage of Meet the Class. We are now getting into the fourth round, talking about the 109th overall pick in Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville, wide receiver that stands at six foot two, around 210 pounds, is a guy that really showed out in the Senior Bowl. And Another game. That's one of those things to where I think really helped his stock and allowed him to slide up the boards to where he did. The Titans did trade up to get him, if you think back to the draft and how things were going from that standpoint in the fourth round. But anyway, Titans trade up. They get that receiver. We've kind of mentioned it. Obviously, want to make sure we give the conversation to Des Fitzpatrick, but it would also not serve the audience well if we didn't also mention Julio Jones is now a part of the equation for this offense. So that is going to likely reduce the amount of time we would have seen Des Fitzpatrick out there on the field. But Des is a guy that he can play inside or outside. And I want to say that his versatility was one of the things that attracted John Robinson and the Titans to drafting him. It's another thing with Josh Reynolds. You can play him some on the outside or play him inside on the in the slot. And that versatility is something to where the Titans are looking to just kind of be able to move people all across the board. We talk about you just want to have a bunch of Swiss Army knives out there and utilize them to the best of the ability to attack that defense. And I can I can see that with Dez. He's a guy that, when you go back and you look at his career in college, he came on the scene his freshman year, really lit it up in 2017. Didn't do so much after that at the same level. He never did come back and have that type of stat line. I mean, his freshman year in 12 games, he had 45 receptions for almost 700 yards, nine touchdowns that season. And then you kind of look at it, he only, for the last three seasons in Louisville, he only had 12 touchdowns for those compared to nine his first season. It's also worth mentioning, though, in 2017, 
Yeah, Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. You better get so, to Lamar. <laughs> so that's that is something worth noting. And I mean, we, we've seen quarterback play be an impact on a lot of receivers that didn't necessarily shine late in their career in college, but they get to the NFL and they get a competent quarterback, and you see them take off. Maybe that could be the case for Des. And I will say though, when you are looking at his stats his senior year, one that was a huge number that stood out to me was: Do you have any idea of? around what he was averaging per reception his senior 16 year? 16 yards. I got 19. When you're talking about anything over 15 yards, that means that you're basically an explosive receiver. What I mean is when you're catching an average like that, you know what that is? Is that most of your catches are like somewhere like long balls. Those are called 50-50 plays. And what that is is basically anything over 20 is you define you define as an explosive play in this league so that means that he's chunking he gets a chunk of yards to catch that's a lot and when we talk about the titans and how often they want to utilize play action then that's when you take guys over the top and des is a guy he's he's a bigger receiver able to body up well against some of the cornerbacks that he had to face and so we'll see if that translates well to this level whenever he's going up against nfl quality cornerbacks but D, when you look at this guy, I mean, what is it that stands out to you? Well, he's explosive. You know, we just talked about his yards per catch. When you're catching anything over 15 yards, that means that you're racking up a lot of yards per catch. Anything over 15 yards, like I said, is almost catching a go route. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of yardage. You know, most guys are averaging somewhere seven, eight yards a catch. That's a lot also. You think about it. It's only 10 yards to a first down. So every time he's touching the ball, he's moving the chain. He's a chain maker. And we saw that in Corey last year. You know, Corey was a chain. He moved the chains every catch. You go go back the game against Baltimore uh, when they went down at the first game of the season where Tennessee stomped on them pretty good. And we saw CD go off, had about 100 yards receiving. But you saw a lot of those yardage were in the middle, a lot of the dig routes. We saw him basically turn Peters around on the seven route and those corner routes. And that's what you want to see in an explosive receiver. You want to see separation you want to see a guy that when the ball is in the air he's going to go up and get it and that's what Dez that's his ability to do well is his ability to just go and get it he uses that six foot two frame and he shields receivers that are sometimes draped all over him and that's the advantage of being tall but you can be tall and not aggressive I've seen a lot of receivers in the league Davey six four six five that you could take a 5'10 defender and basically shut him down because they're not aggressive going and get the ball. When the ball is in his vicinity, it's like it's his. That's what you want. You want a receiver. Uh, you want him to have the mentality. When that ball is near me, that's my ball. And that is a huge plus, a huge bonus uh, that he brings to the game is the ability to not only make the great catches, but he has the ability to make plays after the catch. And that's what you want to see in a really good receiver. So, you know, when I look at him, if you're tied down and you're saying, you know what, we got another Corey Davis, very similar, a lot of physical, the same attributes. There's a lot of parallels between the two. So I'm excited what he brings to the table. When you're looking at what he has, according to John Robinson, that I think made John trade up to get this guy, John talked about that he loved his toughness. He loves his tenacity as a blocker, and he's good in traffic catching the football. I mentioned before I talked about anything physically, toughness when it comes to John Robinson. That is a trait that he loves to have in his receivers, and then he mentioned his blocking. We know this team likes to run the ball. I believe we were 30th 
in pass attempts last year. So you know what that means that whenever we got the opportunity, we're giving it to 22 and we're going to run through people. And that was one of the things that I am going to miss the most about Corey Davis was how many touchdowns he set up for Derrick Henry or just big rushing plays in general. Corey Davis, a very underrated blocker. And I think that's what John Robinson saw when he looked at Des Fitzpatrick. He's a guy that we can have out there making blocks that can help spring this rushing attack. And obviously, when you think wide receiver, with as pass-happy as the league is today, blocking is not typically the first thing that's going to come to your mind. But for how this Titans offense is operating, and you got to remember, too, I mean, there, there's a chance, even with Julio and A.J., the team wants to run it even more if Darrington Evans is is healthy. They're wanting to continue to use the running backs to exploit defenses. Having wide receivers that are able to block at a high level is something that you're going to need to have. And again, at the time, we didn't know we were getting Julio Jones, so you were probably expecting to see more of Des Fitzpatrick than we are likely to early on. But getting to play under Julio is a great learning opportunity for Des Fitzpatrick. He doesn't have to also worry about a whole lot of pressure on him. He kind of gets to sit back. He's going to be playing behind the best wide receiver duo in the NFL in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So this is a good opportunity for him to sit back and learn from some guys that are making a lot of noise in the league. And like I said, John Robinson loves his toughness. That's something that you have to have whenever you're going to play for a Mike Vrabel coach team. So again, it makes sense when I go back and I look at why the team took this guy when they did for what John Robinson wants out of his players. I understand whenever you're just looking at what meets the eye, it doesn't typically look to be the most wow pick when we got him. But for what this team is looking to do, it makes sense. And so a lot's going to continue to come out whenever we're covering this wide receiver unit. I am interested to see how they want to utilize Des Fitzpatrick. I mean, he is going to get some snaps. Like, he is going to play. Talked about his versatility, playing him in the slot. Does he get a lot of the reps there, especially when you look at the lack of players that have played in the slot for the Titans and probably what they're going to be doing with their main wide receivers? I don't know. That's like That just kind of goes back to there's a lot of unknowns for this team from a scheme standpoint and how they're wanting to operate. But D, looking at Dez, you kind of get a sense of what you think that Todd Downing might want to use him for. You know, let, let me say this, and like I had a chance to play with two of the greatest receivers that they didn't pass the eye test, and that was Eddie McCaffrey and Rod Smith, and that combo was one of the best combinations in the history of the National Football League, and to get a chance to play two years for the Broncos and to watch how those two worked and how they worked together was unbelievable. Let me say this. If Mike Shanahan was coaching today and Des Fitzpatrick was right there in the fourth round to take, Mike Shanahan wouldn't balk. He would have took Des right on the spot. You know why? That's what he looks for in a receiver. Mike Shanahan had two receivers, both undrafted free agents. <laughs> how does that happen that you take two guys, one from Southeast Missouri State and Ross Smith, who was not even drafted in a 1995 draft. And Eddie McCaffrey was like a journeyman. He had played for the 49ers and the Giants. And, the, and then he just so happened to go to Denver. And it really, that's where he emerged as a, an elite receiver. But you know what they had the ability to do well, Davey? They blocked. 
And that was one criteria when you played for the Denver Broncos. If you were not going to block, you were not going to play. I've said in a lot of film room when I was with Denver, with the receivers a lot of times, and let me tell you something, you know where they're judged at? Not, not the ability to make a play when the ball is coming to those guys. It's the ability to block. Because let me tell you something, D last year when he would make a lot of those explosive runs like against Houston, you saw both the receivers, AJ and Corey, making key blocks on the defensive backs. That's how when you can block in the second level, that basically adds on another 20 to 30, 40 or 40 yards more. Okay. When you get to the second level, you have to have that. And that's the ability about Dez. He loves to block doing the little things because the little things that you can do adds up to so much more bigger, you know, than we could ever expect. And let me tell you something. He is as good as any receiver in college football at blocking. But again, if I was a defensive back and playing against him, I watched him in the senior bowl. You got to understand this was the player of the game on the offensive side of the ball. And let me tell you something, D, when you give him a half an inch, just a half an inch, okay, he's really good at making what I call comeback plays. And that means he's come back for the ball. You need that. He's able to sit down and find the soft part of the zone. You love that about him because that's something that a lot of young receivers struggle with. They just run to a spot and sit there. But he has that ability. So if when you look at him, you look at this player, when you Todd Downing, you're sitting back saying, you know what? This is a young man that when I look at our, our roster right now, because we have AJ, when you talk about mental toughness, John Robinson loved mental toughness. It starts with A.J. Brown. You know, he said it last year. He should have had surgery on both knees. He's out there playing on two bad knees. But then you bring in Julio. So he would get a chance. And when I'm talking about Dez, he'll get a chance to see two of the best. And so the way that you become the best is emulate what you see on a day-in and day-out basis. And he's getting a chance to see some great ones, two of the – one of the young, up-and-coming elite receivers in the league in A.J., and a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer in Julio, not to mention Josh Reynolds. We haven't even talked about him. He was a, a key uh, free agent when we was able to get him from L.A. So, again, you're talking about a unit next year that has a chance to be solid and has a chance to do some big things as a whole. Boy, I'm telling you, D, whoo, this is going to be interesting. I'm telling you, this AFC is shaping up to be a dogfight next year. I'm getting excited just thinking about it couple of things, D, that I wanted to get to. For starters, those listening, D mentioned a name by the name of Eddie McCaffrey. You might have heard of his son, who's currently a standout running back for the Carolina Panthers in Christian McCaffrey. But He's only the highest paid running back in the league, D. Yeah, it's nice for him. I He also has a I, girlfriend. I wish I had she's that. an actress. What's, what's his girlfriend name? It's real pretty. I think she's an actress. She's a you model. Know, model? Actress. Sorry, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look up her here in a second. She's very attractive. But yes. Her yes, name is you know Anyway, that. anyway, I, um, I, would, I would trade places with Christian McCaffrey if given <laughs> the too. opportunity. But <laughs> continuing on with the conversation, you mentioned Josh Reynolds. We've also talked about how with John New leaving, Anthony Ferkser right now is the number one tight end on this roster. When you look at the depth of the tight end position, not great. We'll just leave it at that. So, based off seeing a lot of two tight end sets over the past couple of years for the Tennessee Titans, do they look to kind of change and go away from that style and maybe add another receiver into the mix, try to spread things out a little bit more? I mean, obviously, we've talked about the wide receivers that they are, they have added, 
but is that something to where we kind of see their scheme and their personnel lineups change based off what we've seen in the past? And I think when you look at the wide receivers that we have, if you want to spread the field out, I don't see what could go wrong. Derrick Henry is the best at creating yards after contact. All you yeah. need to know is Derrick Henry, incredible elite running back. So how teams are going to stop it remains to be seen because, man, we're, we're looking at something that's great. And it goes back to Des Fitzpatrick being a great blocker. How do the Titans? And, I mean, it's one of those things, too, D. You look at all the other weapons that are going to be around him if he's out on the field. Is that just a situation where he's odd man out for defenses not being like, well, we've never seen this guy before. We know what the others can do. We'll make him beat us. And if he gets in a favorable situation, everybody else is covered. Let's throw it to Fitzpatrick. See what happens. See if he can take it, take the top over a defense. Or according to John Robinson, also a good route runner. When we look at J-Rob, we know that toughness, blocking, route running. Those are the three main keys. And also, I mean, it's kind of a given, but he, he wants wide receivers that catch the ball if it's in their vicinity. But I think everyone wants that. But I don't know. Those are just typically the traits that we have seen before, just able to catch the ball if it comes their way. And Des Fitzpatrick, obviously, I mean, you're a fourth-round draft pick. There's always some things you can work on to get better. Fortunately for for Des, he's got some time. I know, D, you always say it. you got to be ready. You never know when your opportunity is going to be calling. But when we do look at this wide receiver unit now, he's got the opportunity to sit back, learn, and not have to face the pressure of, man, there's likely the opportunity I'm the starting wide receiver come day one of whenever the Titans hit the field in September. So, I think that should be somewhat reassuring for him. I don't know, maybe he's a guy who strives in pressure situations, but when we look back at his production over the last several years in college, not as great as whenever he came out of college his freshman year. So a lot remains to be seen with Des Patrick, how he's going to develop into the Titans' long-term plans, where he's even going to be utilized when we're talking about him on the field come this offseason, getting into training camp, getting ready for the preseason and then ultimately once we get into the regular season. Because as we as we talked about it, though, before, Julio Jones, last year campaign was sh- cut short because of injury. He's getting older. We know that A.J., dealing with some knee injuries last year, not always able to be out there. Well, hopefully that's not an issue, but if it is, you got to be ready. And right now, I do think Dez is in a great position to learn from the guys in front of him. D, if you, what would be the one thing you would tell him to start improving on that he needs to focus on most importantly? Everything. <laughs> Neglect nothing. Everything. Listen. Right. G- give, we, me, give me something specific. Let, let me just tell you this. this. This is the way it works. <clears throat> when you're drafted, draft offers what? I keep saying that word. It offers what, Davey? Give it to me. Hope. Hope. It offers hope. It also offers depth, Okay. This is the way coaches, they teach players when they come into the league. This is the way they're taught. When you put that uniform on and let's say a club or they carry a roster of 53 guys a game, okay? If you're one of 53 guys on that roster for that Sunday, Monday, or Thursday game, you are a starter in this league, okay? Because you don't know what's going to happen. On any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday night. So what you have to do is when that's what training camp is for. It's just kind of simulate what is about to happen during the season. Now they didn't have a tra- training camp last year and what we saw a lot of guys. What was that? Was it 
the the quarterback from Hawaii who didn't make it, it was McDonald quarterback uh, Cole McDonald last year they cut him before the season even <laughs> was it in training camp yeah so it was you very, don't very know. quick yeah. tenure yeah you know you just don't know but what the way that you ha- he has to approach uh, coming in is he has to approach this game as it's it's a learning experience it's a process coaches always tell you to embrace the process you're going to go through some struggles through those struggles is really where you find solutions the way that you do that is to watch the guy in front of you emulate what he will do on a daily basis okay when you look at Julio Jones when you're Des, watch everything with Julio. Everything he does, watch him. Everything, his footwork. Watch how he eats. It's just like a coach told me my rookie year. Follow Daryl. Follow Steve. Look at everything that they're doing, and you emulate that. Take the things that are doing wrong. Write notes. Write mental notes, and then go into a film room when you get in the classroom and take that. Take all of those little notes and write them down. And then each day improve on something. Take whatever your weakness is. I told you mine was backpedaling. So work on backpedaling. Get with your coach. Get with your receiving coach. Okay. And then also special teams. You are, you, you drafted at a skilled position. So your best friend and your best bet on making this team and getting on the field at the beginning is coach Craig Ackerman. He needs to be your best friend. That's the special teams coach. And when you get used to doing little things like special teams, that gets you kind of your feet wet, we like to call it. And so when you get your feet wet, that gets you used to game type, uh, a, a tempo. It gets you used to going, gets you used to getting hit. And then once you get all of that and get it inside of you and process that, then you can just go out there and play. So he might be thrusted into the starting role because we don't know what's going to happen in training camp. You know, anything can happen. We don't know what's going to happen the first game of the season. So you have to be ready. And the way that you get ready is to make sure you take mental notes and make sure you take everything, everything that that veteran is telling you to do, do it. That's one thing. That's the way that I learned. Get around a vet and you follow him. You emulate his every move, his every step. You do everything he's doing. But never neglect when a, when a vet is trying to tell you something. Never shut off. Always be receptive. And if you if you can do that, especially knowing that you've got AJ and Julio in front of you, man, the sky's the limit for Des. Dude, we spent a lot of time this week talking about offense, primarily the wide receiver group. And as it relates to Des Fitzpatrick, you've said it. This is a great opportunity for him. So I hope he takes the most of it. I hope he's able to learn a lot from playing behind two incredible wide receivers and he gets ready for when his time does come because if it's not this year though we're going to need him in the future like I said I know we spent a lot of time on offense this week we're kind of up against it but next week we're going to be switching it back to the defensive side of the ball talking about an issue that plagued this team last year and one in which they did address in free agency but we're going to be talking about edge rusher Rashad Weaver we'll get into what is the latest for Weaver as it relates to his status involving a simple assault situation up in Pittsburgh but we'll also talk about what he brings to that outside linebacking unit is he somebody that if he is able to play capable of making an immediate impact get into everything that he has to offer for this team but that is going to do it for us today for Denard Walker I am Davey Hudson We appreciate you joining us as always. 
You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.